Yo, what's up? It's Miss Breaker, and this is Keeping It Real With Me. And today I'm going to be talking about my blackness, our blackness. This is going to be featuring my uncle, fellow boy. You can introduce yourself real quick. What's up? This is fellow boy. We about to get into it. Get in the nitty gritty, no hold back. Yep, yep. Do what we got to do. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's Black History Month, and, you know, I just have to say it's Black History every year because black people have gone through so much, and yet still we don't get the credit that we should get. We're just now getting credit. Latinos and Lat- Latinas are just now getting credit for this shit, and slavery wasn't even that long ago, and segregation wasn't even that long ago. So I really want to touch upon certain things and why it's important that you should be proud of your blackness because you are, like I say to this, I say this all the time, we're all gods. You know, we make what happens. We make the best of, you know, our lives. But as a black community, as being a part of the black community, we have a hard time struggling. And that's something I really want to go over because you, you have Spanish, you have Asians and the Chinese, they roll together and they don't break apart. Their community is always strong and always stands tall, except for black. And that's something I want to run through. But before I run through all of that, I really want to go over my experiences growing up being black. You know, me and my uncle, we're going to talk about what we've dealt with, what we've experienced, what we encountered, whether it was through, you know, racial or racial profiling or you know, people just being disrespectful and then just seeing how it was back in the day with black families because the black families today are definitely not the same as they were back in the day. So I just want us to go over. I want my uncle to answer this question first. How was it when you were a kid back in the day growing up when you were an adult, like when you were in school, you know, like growing okay. up? <clears throat> when I was growing up, one thing I could definitely say that's a fact Back then, it was more of a community. Yeah? Yeah, it was more of a community. You knew your neighbors. You wasn't going to walk down the street and um, be using profanity and cussing in front of, you know, older people on the porch. You're going to respect them. And uh, and if you didn't have something, you know, your mother's friend next door might have either milk, flour, whatever you need. She'll send you over there to get it. Oh, that's nice. And, yeah, um, that's a real, that's a community community. Yeah, yeah, it was more of a community. And all the kids came out the house and we knew everybody. The community was so tight. When somebody moved into the neighborhood, it's almost like going into a school, a new school. Like everybody knows the new kids there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how it was in the community. Like everybody knew if a new girl was in the neighborhood or a new um, boy was in the neighborhood and everybody trying to get to know them and then we get to know their parents and everything like that. And another thing too where they was used to push all the time, oh, there's no fathers in the house. But the neighborhood I was in, everybody's father was at the house. Yeah? Yeah, my father, my cousin's father, my friend's father, they was all hardworking guys. I don't know where that's thing came where black men don't want to stay home black men yeah, leave yeah. their kids I, that that's new to me yeah 
See, for me, that's different because, I mean, I, it's unfortunate. I'm one of the kids that fit into that stereotype. No daddy. But my mother <laughs> raised me well enough, and I appreciate her every one bit. But I do believe that I don't know where that stereotype came from either. And it's sad because I could, back in the day, I didn't think it was like that. You know, I knew that fathers worked. Father was more involved with their children, you know, trying to, you know, as a community. Yeah. But now that I don't know what, where, how. Because they even had it to where we was in middle school and people come talking in the room and be like, yeah, how many of you guys fathers at home? And we look around, everybody's raising their hand. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was, they was trying to push this agenda that the fathers was at home, but I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Because, you know, it's interesting because, like, even though my dad's not in my life, his father was in his. Yeah. And his father was in his. Sorry about that little interruption. But his father was in his life, and his father's father was in his life. Yeah. And that I don't understand, you know. That's a different situation with my situation. But even still, I don't know why it's still black men don't want to deal with their kids and da 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 I feel like honestly that came up in my in generation. Yeah, because I'm I'm only thirty nine and I couldn't imagine not dealing with my kids. And like I I can't even the switch up the switch up now like you know when I was a kid growing up in school like there really wasn't a lot of fathers people that had fathers but the people in my family had fathers you know my cousins had their fathers I saw all of my cousins had their yeah. fathers in their lives. But when I went to school, it wasn't really like that. Not a lot of people, parents were married. A lot of people were separate, you know, like single parents, but never. That's another agenda they was pushing, too. They push it now, actually, is that um, divorce is at a high rate. But what what culture or community community they looking at? Because everybody I know... And everybody I see, all the elders, been together 40, 50 years. Yeah, see, the statistics aren't really ranked upon minorities. It's ranked mostly on white people. Yes. Caucasian Americans. It's all all of those. I've looked at the statistics. I remember when I was in college, and I this off topic real quick, I was doing a topic on cheating and relationships and marriage. I could not find anything on African Americans. I could not find anything on... Latino Americans, I could not find anything on Asians. I could only find something on the white community. And a lot of their marriage problems were not necessarily real or legit. Most of them were personality issues or what they didn't like about a person or they felt like they needed something better. It was nothing really actual, like real problems that could be fixed. It was mostly an attraction or well, a that's- dislike. Well, that's good you did the studies because now you could see the difference and know where that that um, that counts coming from. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The counts is uh, most yeah. of most of the votes are to be honest with you because, yeah. it, like I said, like slavery and segregation wasn't that that long ago. Yeah, and black people and other people are just now getting into rates now. Like we've been stereotyped so much in life that they rate us on stereotypes. They don't actually say, hey, take a, hey, take, take a vote. You're, yeah, you're, you're yeah, African-American. Yeah, take a yeah. vote. No, they just say, oh, this is a stereotype, typical African-American. That's just how they are. We, yeah. We're so late. We're labeled so much. We don't really 
have a chance to stand out for ourselves because we just get labels thrown on us by other races in power, white people. Okay. And I wanted to talk about, like, when you were growing up in school, like, did you see a lot of black people in school, like, when you were growing up in school? Yeah, well, the school... Like, teachers and, like, teachers, principals, nurse, vice principals, stuff like that, because... You yeah. you went to school in the South. <laughs> yeah. When I went to school in the South, <clears throat> everybody around me was black. The teachers was black, the principal was black, students black, you know, a couple of white people here and there. Um really really when the last year of school, I think the the first time a Mexican came to the high school. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, wow. but that was Mexicans coming down from the Texas area, and they was finding work in Alabama around the catfish ponds and the farms and stuff like that. So they yeah. was migrating that way, okay, and then they okay. hit small towns like where we come from, and then they start migrating that way. And then, uh, so happened probably one of them or. A few of them had papers, mm-hmm. and their kids had to go to school. So one of the guys ended up going to school, in the high school. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I was in school, there were never any black teachers. If they were, they weren't teachers. They were like parents. They were assisting the teacher. I remember there was a black teacher when I was in middle school and she ended up sleeping with the high school a high school student and leaving. Every time I've encountered a black teacher in school growing up, it's always been something bad. Like Really? Yeah, like always something bad. The teacher sleeping with the student. Wow. Another teacher um was stealing money from like uh we were doing like fundraising thing, like it's just been bad my bad experiences with them and then when I went to high school I didn't have any black teachers I had Mexican teachers actually wow Um, everybody was black in my school the guidance counselor everybody yeah see that's the only the only thing my guidance counselor was black and my the, the science teacher in my high school was black but that was it and you See, know, that's my why... principal was black. Don't get me wrong, but that was like in my like second year, and so he 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 came to change the the school curriculums and stuff like that. That's why I like the South. <clears throat> People might say the South is slower, or when I was growing up, that's what they used to say. But now everybody seemed to be on the same time with the internet thing. You could go down south now, people are wearing what people in the city are wearing. People yeah. are doing what the people in the city are doing. So that time, the internet and the global thing has changed everywhere. Yeah. But when I was growing up and the internet thing wasn't so big, that's what I think the true values that was put in me came from the south. Because when I came to the city and I started working with people, all I did was want ownership because... In the South, everybody that owned something, everybody that did something, they looked just like me. Yeah. So I didn't have no fear to try nothing because it wasn't new to me. It's like, yo, I could own something if I want. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's something I, like, if I could say, <clears throat> see, your motiv- your motivation came from your community. Me, my motivation comes from the people that sees, that saw the potential in me. 
And it's sad because, like, as a black person, being in a school with all white people, um, or just being in a school and the major is white, I'd never gotten, like, when I went to school, I went to a school in a white town that I used to live in in Massachusetts, most racist, prejudiced town I've ever lived in. And when I was in school, they refused to teach me. Um, like, after being there for a month, they switched me out and put me in, like, special ed classes with the other minority kids. And I was in there cutting up fucking top boxes and doing unnecessary things that wasn't really school-related. Yeah. I was actually enjoying my time in school. I wasn't really learning anything. Yeah, because the system that they got going... Yeah. And it wasn't... They didn't want you to teach. They mm-hmm. didn't want to teach you. It was easy not to teach you. It was you. easy not to teach me. It was easy to say that there was something wrong with me, so it was easier to get me out of those classes. Exactly. And, you know, thinking about it now, like, I'm glad that, that you know, my mom moved out of there and we only stayed out there for a year. But when I did move back into, you know, the schools where it was more diverse, uh-huh. um, I did learn that, you know, certain teachers do care about us black people. And then there are other teachers that really don't. Yeah. And I've gotten a fair share that, you know, not all white people are trash. No, that's not. That's but not. there are some people that just have the tendency to not look at the reality of it. You know, I've and don't s- never get it. Don't never get it twisted either. Some some white people are not racist. They just take care of their people. Yeah. Such as we we just look at it funny because we don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we feel a certain way, but they just looking out for theirs. Yeah. That's something we have to learn. That's what I'm saying. We we when there was back when you asked me that question, when we was talking about a community, we were so busy trying to get out of the community for we could look down and be like, we ain't living there no more. We going to the suburbs or we doing this or we doing that. Where we should have stayed, worked our way up, stayed in our community, hold our own dollar. And at least it could be worth something. Yeah. You know, because they saying that the black dollar don't even last in our community for six seconds. That means every Friday night, your community go bankrupt. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And then you start over on Monday. So the, that means we don't have no community. It's a neighborhood now. Yeah. You know? So when you have a neighborhood, there's no, there's nothing going on in a neighborhood. A neighborhood is just where people are dwelling and living. Yeah. There's no community no more. Like I said, you can live next to your neighbor and don't know your neighbor. Your kid is in the house. She don't know the kids down the street. That's just how it works now. Yeah. But we so busy trying to get away from our own people. That's what weaken us. Yeah. While other communities are trying to stay together. Yeah. And we too busy. If we get a, a $40,000, $50,000, $70,000 job per year, we too good for our people. Yeah. But guess what? You're never too good for them people. Yeah. So you, 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 you mind fucking yourself all the time like... Damn, you think you, 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 <clears throat> sometimes we think we make it when we rubbing, rubbing shoulders with other people than our own. Yeah. And that, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I agree with that. Like, I feel like 
for a long time I fought with trying to get involved with my community. No bullshit. Like when I was in college, I didn't have black friends. You know who my friends were? All Spanish. Mm-hmm. Because of my comp- skin complexion, my hair. But you know, <clears throat> that is a part of your community. That is a part and of my community. That's a part of your people, the that Spanish is, that people, is. the Latinos. That is. But but they, it's sad that they're more accepting than my own people. Yeah, but they let, some of them let society get in the way too, where they even look down on black people like, yeah. like we, like we ain't nothing. But in reality, we the same people. The Latinos got African, more probably more African in them than me. Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> they got to realize that we, we won too. Yeah, we are one. We're all in the same boat. And that's that's real, you know. Yeah. And then I don't see why I don't see why a lot of black people walk around here and don't feel like they they feel like they're not worthy or they feel like they're not supposed to be in certain places or when they go to a, a more dominant white store or neighborhood they're like first thing they say man we shouldn't even be in here man it's like why shouldn't you. Yeah. Your ancestors worked this thing so hard and took so many beatings and lives taken away and babies killed for every community and culture could walk Americans' ground. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So we're powerful people. You just got we just gotta realize that. Yeah, and that's something I always preach on my podcast. Like we're all gods, we control our destiny. You can't be a fool and go into a place and start a riot. You know, that's not how you do it. You want to go somewhere, go somewhere and be peaceful. Yeah. But I do agree with that. Like, people really have to understand that just because you are somewhere in your life where you feel like you are doing better than someone or certain people, that doesn't make you no different than someone else. Everybody goes through that struggle to get there. And people don't realize that that struggle you you have to work together as a team to you know get out of it but my thing is like now slavery and segregation wasn't that long ago no segregation was 56 years ago yeah and that that right there was is is mind-blowing to me still because my grandparents are 77 78 and 56, that number, that's how much, that's how long, that's how many years that they have gone through that before. They've gotten a taste of what it felt like to be segregated. Yeah. You know, my grandmother, I remember when grandma told me that her and her sister was kidnapped. No, she was kidnapped. Uh-huh. And the white people threw, kidnapped her twin uh-huh. and threw her twin in the ditch. Because they wanted the other baby. Mm-hmm. That shit still mind blows me that people back in the day, white people back in the day were that desperate and just that eager to just, you know, do certain things like that back in the day. Yeah. And could get away with it because the police patrol wasn't really for us. It was for the white people at some point. Like police officers were made to separate us when slavery began. Yeah, but you got to understand, too, talking about the police, segregation is on a higher level now. It's like, it's even when you, when you're dealing with, if you know some people in the police, in the police, um, 
what do you call it? Field, police, the police field. Yeah, the yeah. police field or whatever like that. They still suffer for a lot of racism going on within their own walls. Yeah, I I believe that. I I believe that truthfully. Because a as a black if if I was black and a police officer, I feel like my community would turn against me because I'm wearing a blue jacket. Yeah. And the blue jackets right now are has always been for many years attacking our people. Yeah. And killing our people. And oh. stuff like that. Yeah, same way going to the um, uh, construction world, you know. There's still heavily racism going on in there. Where back in 2008 to now, minority in Boston, Massachusetts, and they ain't even reached their quota of a <clears throat> hundred and something million dollars that minorities didn't get. You know? Mm. So where's all this stuff going? Who's getting all this money? Yeah. You know, so... It's all time high, man. It's it's still segregation. That's why yeah. I don't think it's don't time s- for all people to celebrate and think we've made it somewhere. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too, because we... It still hurts a little bit that now that every time I check on my phone, it's like the first black person, the first black person, the first black person, the first black person. That hurts because I'm like, damn. But that's still still a mind thing, you know? When they say the first African-American... But that's... Yeah, but that shit's messed up too because, you know, we've invented a lot of things in this world. but that's what they... the U.S. They do that to... They for they can still be superior to what's going on. Yeah. So they still let you feel like... Yo, it's still, even though, <clears throat> like the kids of today, even though their minds are so bright and, and um, well-rounded and, 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 and just, they, the, the kids of today are just on go. They don't care about this, that, these kid, young kids owning business and not even working hard. They know how to work the computers and everything. But they still want you to think it's hard to reach that pinnacle. Yeah. Because... First African American to do this. First, Af- but yeah. it, it, it's not the first. It's not if the we first. was if we was doing this thing, uh, seventy, eighty, hundred years ago or more, we still would have been in the top rankings of everything. But you guys didn't deal with us like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. It was. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, so back to the community thing. You know, <clears throat> like I was saying, you could go to your neighbor and get something if you needed it. Or if your car broke down, <clears throat> the neighbor take your kid to the store, I mean, to school because, you know, everybody's going to the same school. Yeah. But now you got so many different schools. You got people trying to go out to schools in different neighborhoods. And these kids in the neighborhood now don't even go to school with each other. Where you got different communities now are building their own schools in their community. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how I feel like. That's how it is in New York, to be real with you. Yeah, that's how it is out there. In New York, yo, New York is a different type of vibe. I like it out there because... 
Yeah, New York is diverse, but New York is also segregated. And this is something I haven't realized either. Literally, mm-hmm. literally, Uncle, the street will be right here. This look, the street. You see the street right here. This will be fanciest shit, and right yeah. across the street looks like hell. Yep. And that's the ghetto community. Yep. And every community is like that. The I black see, community. Yeah, the I was Puerto watching Rican. some documentaries like that in New York. Yeah, where it's, a, it's so drastic. Right it's like that. It's a school right across the street from the projects. But the kids in the projects can't afford to go to that school. Mm-hmm. And then you see all these rich preppy kids going to the school. Mm-hmm. Where <clears throat> I, I think if you're going to build a school like that in a community, you should be taking 10 and 20 kids off the rip. In order to, that should be in, in, the, in the development process, even to develop a school there. That should be one of the criteria yeah. of building. Yeah. Just like they do it here in Mass. I mean, if a person want to open a Dunkin' Donuts or open this or open that, the first thing they say, you're going to um, hire people in the community. But you'll never see that happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But we got to wise up as the people, too. Because if you, if you stand around some guys around 24, 25 years old, and they ain't doing too much. You'd be like, yo, why don't you got a job? Ain't no jobs out here. That's then, hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to believe that sometimes. Because people it, don't put themselves out there. Yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of jobs out here. Yeah, it is. Go be, <clears throat> there's some shops in your neighborhood. There's Dunkin' Donuts. There's all these little jobs. I'm not even going to call them little jobs because they're jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could be. You don't have to be the delivery guy. You could be doing a piece of, you could do the rest of um, the cash register. You could do all this stuff just for a stepping stone to get to the next thing. And believe me, people, when you listen to me, in these big cities that we live live in, and these union companies around here working, and they got these big projects going on, if you a resident in them neighborhoods, they have to put you on. And people be like, man, you never could get in the union. You never could do this. That's one way to get in the union. Yeah. Go to these people because they put it on the fence, the temporary fence. They have to put that sign up saying, we're hiring out of the community and blah, 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 because they working there. But don't back off because I've been on jobs and i seen it from my own eyes because I am a union member. I see... People come on the jobs and a super be like, this is a union job. And I see guys just turn around because it t- intimidate them. You feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is a union job. I got to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? But no, what you should be doing is finding out what local this is. I'm going down there to the hall. You, I'm, I'm, you working right under my window. I want a job there. That's the attitude we need to have. Yeah. Stop laying down for people. Yeah, stop and stop handicapping yourself. Yeah, because when you like I said, we're our we're our own gods. We choose what we want to do with ourselves. No one is holding a gun up to our heads, telling us how to do what we need to do, how to move, how we need to move. We have to be the ones to actually, you know, take that risk, take the initiative. Yeah, and and and, and when you take that initiative, if you got if you got the balls and the mindset to walk on that site and ask them people about a job. That don't let them turn you around when they say, "Oh, this is a union job," or they get intim- or they intimidate you. No, just go go over their head. 
Mm-hmm. That's how you get things done. See, we we too busy putting emotions and feelings into everything we do. Yeah. Go over their head, write letters, email, do yeah. this, do that, do it and the you know right something? way. You know something? I was saying that to one of my friends. Like, why haven't she was complaining about something like at her job and da da da? She feels like she's being discriminated. And I said to her, why haven't you reached out to you know the CEO of the company? Why haven't you reached out to higher power? You know, why didn't you reach out to the board? And she's like, you know, I don't feel like doing that because it's not going to work. Da, da, da. It's like those that attitude is what makes black people not reach goals in life, which is, makes it harder for us to get the things that we want. Yeah. People complain about, oh, I can't even get a job because of my hair. That's the violation of discrimination of our human rights. You cannot discriminate me for my appearances. But yet people don't want to fight for it. So when you complain that certain things aren't changing and certain things aren't going to move in your way, it's because you too, yourself, is handicapping yourself, believing that you can't get this way. When we have certain things set for us to get us that way, it's just people have to be smart about it. People have to do their research. People have to really learn the laws in their system. Did you see that video of, oh my God, I forgot his name, but he was breaking down the three government, our three governments mm. to the community, to his fans. He did a whole live IG video and broke down the legislative, the Congress. He broke each branch down and explained to them why each of them are important to us yeah. as a community, as a citizen here in this, in this country. And I appreciated that because there's not a lot of black men, a lot of black people that do that. You have Oprah who is in power. This bitch, she, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oprah, I don't really, I'm not a fan of Oprah because she claims that she supports black people, but she really doesn't. She really doesn't do anything for us other than make movies and talk about the gossip about the black community. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really fucking support us. She gossips, up, gossips about us, just like Gil. That bitch, she's not doing, she's just, she's just someone who gossips about black folks. They're not really supportive of us. And it took me some time to really think of that. That's why I don't really support anything of Oprah. Other than she's owning so much shit, it's hard not to support her ass because Tyler Perry, you know, like, it's a lot. But there's certain things that I don't like that certain black people do, and yet they don't realize that it's not really pushing. I mean, Oprah is pushing Tyler Perry to help the black community. I give that. But that's just what she's done now. And even back then, she really wasn't doing much for us. Even though she's gone through a lot through, you know, her job being called a nigger and all this other shit. But yet she still hasn't really done anything for us. She's done something for us in the sense that you could be a reporter. You could be a journalist. Yeah. That's it. And that's nothing because, shit, we have a lot of black, not a lot of black people, but we see black people on news channels now. Yeah. We see journalism We everywhere. got a black guy, it. I forget his name, but black guy just brought a whole um, media studio. Yeah, like we see all of whole it. Whole news station, you know. You know, she's not really doing anything for us in a sense that I say like. Trying but to see, advocate for us to be to, see, to stay together, but, to rise together. Yeah. She's not doing that in a but sense, the, motivating us to, as a community to stick. Yeah, you know, but she's you gotta still look at that. you gotta look at people that might not have that popularity that Oprah have, but do have that status. And these people are pushing for their black people and their culture 
a hundred percent. You gotta remember, Oprah and them people are entertainers. You understand what I'm saying? So they entertain. They 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 dollars come from the marketing, the entertainment, the the drama. The fake crowd. That is on true TV. because Gail yeah. just got a raise after yeah. that shit. She yeah. just pulled. So, yeah. so you got to watch with that. Like yeah. sometimes we look at our entertainers and our basketball players and think they're gonna we they're gonna have the best advice for us. But you got to understand that some of these people are just people with high, high, high jobs. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. These people just have high class jobs and they getting paid just like everybody else, but you just can't expect them to be top notch business people or people that's on the movement for their people. Yeah. You know what I'm not, saying? I'm, well, I mean, Oprah does have her own network and stuff like that, but like, so I get to what you mean, like certain celebrities. Yeah, they're entertaining. But they own a, a contract and they can't really express themselves certain ways because yeah. you know, they own a contract, they have a certain Think reputation. about it. Half of these people that's under contracts and under somebody else's thumb or under some major universal or something like that. They can't really come out and speak about they, they black people. That's why at the beginning of their career, they get to a certain point, And when they come independent and have enough money to take care of their family, that's when they start trying to reach. And like, yeah, we got to do this for the community and that for the community. But it's like the reach be too far now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You. But there's some people out there, man. They 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 speak up for you heavily, but they they'll never become that superstar because the bigger they are, the more powerful the tongue is. Yeah. So you got people like Killer Mike. Killer Mike go hard every day. He breathe this shit. But for if they push Killer Mike to be at the top. You know, yeah. If they push Killer Mike to be at the top, yeah, if they push him to be to his top. His his tongue will be more powerful. You know, because you now you're reaching more people. Yeah. Right now, he just got a cult following. Yeah. They could deal with that. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what I'm. That's what I feel about the whole thing. You know. Yeah, I feel, I feel it. So I'm going to go back to slavery real quick. Um, when you when slavery ended, how do you think it affected black people through, throughout history? Because like you said, you said, you know, back in the day when you were growing up, communities were very strong. You know, everybody knew their neighbors. Everybody kind of took care of each other like a community. Yeah. Like a big family, almost like. But now I feel like that's kind of been drawn apart because of, I honestly think, because I feel like what broke families apart back in the day was drugs. And that was in the 70s and the 80s. The coke and all that other shit. I felt like that broke um, so, the black community apart. So, but so you talk about the slavery part, Yeah, about the, about the slavery part. Like, what do, how do you think it affected us as a black community? Because you when know, when they we, ended slavery, yeah, when I'm not slavery segregation, 
segregation okay. and when, slavery. Okay, so when 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 the slavery when slavery was going on, and you had all different people from different walks of life, probably they're not blood, and they all on different plantations. But these people all lived together. They ate together. They knew how to dwell together. Mm-hmm. You know, and when when that ended, and then the segregation thing came. That's when I think it was more of a community feel to where they had they they just took it, care of each other as the people, and they farmed together. They did, and like I said, I heard stories back in the day of, you know, one guy went through a bad winter farming or something, and his hogs or something died. You know, that guy gave him three. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For he could take care of his family. But that was more together and in the whole segregation thing, I think that's what built community. I think I think we would have survived as the people much better than today if it was still laws of segregation. Okay. You know? Right, yeah. I think we'll be in a better place. I think our kids will have better schooling. I think we'll be more in tune with our culture, you yeah. know, and more proud to be who we are. Yeah. So yeah. I think by them separate, um, by them ending segregation and we had so many of us at the, at the starting line trying to run to the, to the system they got built for you, for them already. Yeah. 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 Us trying to fight for our, yeah, I get that. Us fighting for something that we're not even... Something that wasn't even made for us, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to a job and you're worried about... You're worried about how they treating you. How they doing this. How they doing that. But like I said, if we were still under the laws of segregation that they had going on, there's no telling the magnitude of things we would have been producing and owned. Yeah. Because we don't produce no product and we don't own no product. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we're just we but we still workers. Yeah. You know? And we still don't have a le- leg to go on. That's why you have that's why when you do get some entertainers and some people they still striving to make a, a the old almighty dollar, but when you see a man have his own product and you know for 100% he's behind that, you need to get behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get behind that before, for, for that brand to become successful and, um, you know, you can support more of your people. Yeah. But like I said, that's the main thing that we need to work on is owning product. You know, yeah, like we we sitting around here all these years. We using Johnson and Johnson product. We think we using some black people product, mm-hmm. you know, but Johnson and Johnson go. They're a huge company, too. They own pharmaceutical and everything. Mm-hmm. Just like Tiffany Co. Yeah. I so, don't fuck with them because they yeah. was using they were making links and chains and stuff for sex yeah. slaves for for the masters back yeah. in the day. I don't see how black folks support companies like that. I don't see how Look black folks Popeye's support. Look at Popeye's chicken. That's in every black neighborhood. 
Yeah. But no, no black man on it or woman on it. Yeah. So it's like, but you got a black lady on a commercial, mm-hmm. guarantee they and they selling a product to you. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, the, I can't fault the black lady that's doing her job, but she don't know that the way she look and the way she talk. It's so powerful that it's going into your people mm-hmm. and they got the people running to the Popeyes because they think that you own that Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that mix. It's that mix. Mix up. Yeah. For a long time, um, BET was owned by white folks. And yeah. I think until like what the early, late, maybe late 2000s, they finally a black woman owned uh, Whoa, Bob Johnson, a CEO or something like Bob that. Bob Johnson owned BET. He was black. He owned it for a while. And then he ended up selling it to MTV. And Deborah, which is the black lady. Yeah, the black lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a um, CFO or something like that yeah. where she don't own it, but she runs it. Like Yeah. But Bob Johnson, who owns the the Bobcat, um, what's that basketball team? The Bobcats that Nelly and them own and all that stuff. He owns the Bobcats. Hmm, okay. And okay. He, he he's the one who sold BET. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it took me a minute. Like, we when I was in school, in high school, we were talking about, um, like, black businesses, cartoons, like, our, what we used to watch on television and stuff like that. And I could name not one black channel besides, I mean, TV show besides the Cosby. The Cosby. The Cosby's gave me a sense of hope because I always liked law that I could be a lawyer because the mother was a lawyer. Yeah. You know, the kids were going to school. That was the only black because, show. And then you had Full House. Yeah, there was a lot of them. There was, but the Bill, Bill Cosby, I can't speak on none of his allegations and stuff like that, but Bill Cosby pushed, he wanted to put, he had a vision and he wanted to make he wanted his black people to see a different way. Yeah. He didn't want to be on He TV, didn't want to stereotype black people and shit yeah. like that. Like he wanted to be he didn't want the typical stereotype to be over over overhanging on the show to where you look at a show like Good Time. Yeah. yeah now they got yeah. a song saying temporary layoff Good time. What good is yo? I didn't realize that song until yeah. I listened to what, it. Yo, what, what's good about that? Yeah, what's so good about being laid off? I've been in a situation where your, your father worked construction and laid off. Now the grocery list got to go shorter. This got what's good about that? Yeah, you know. So it's like you got a song temporary, and then James. That they and, and the Jeffersons, yeah, the the Jeffersons moving on, up. moving on up to the east side, and that's another thing they were showing too. When black people get money, they it's move. saying moving to the east side up yeah. there with the white people, like it's a better situation. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes we feel like we have to move because our own people scare us sometimes. Yeah, When yeah. you get in a certain position, it's yeah. like, damn, I got to worry about my kid. I got to worry about this. I could live right here in this house right here, be strictly in the hood around my own people. My daughter could go to school, but I can't have y'all kidnapping and 
running up through to the crib thinking you're gonna get something. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But that's how it is, man. I I look at the whole situation now, right? I said, you get some money, right? Mm-hmm. You got lower mills in Milton, and you got um. Lower Mills and Milton, and what's what's coming up to Lower Mills? Let's say Mattapan, Mattapan and mm-hmm. shit like that. So now coming up twenty eight from the Randolph area, getting Lower Mills. There's mil- there's multi million dollar yes. houses. Yes, I'm talking about the lowest house in that area right there might be two point seven million. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it might be two point two point seven million. And these people, you see them pull out their driveway, they got fancy cars, they got, you know, the high end um Audis and stuff. You think these people are scared to live there? No. They're not scared to live there. Yeah. But let you win or come across twenty million dollars. And they had a house for sale in that area. You know what you would say? Man, that's too close to Mattapan. You feel what I'm saying? Because some reason with your own people, you feel like they're going to give you problems. Yeah. But the people that's living there now, they ain't got no problems. You know why? Because our people ain't even pressing those people. But let let them feel that, oh, Julia, stay right there? They going to press you. Yeah. For some reason, they're going to press you. And that's the problem. I don't know why black people press each other. I don't get it. And, you know, for I, I forever, and I still do to this day, I still have problems with my own black folks. They don't feel like I've gone through anything more than they have. Yeah. And it's because of my skin color. And it's like, yes, I know I'm light-skinned, but I'm also black. Yeah. I'm still black. My skin does not define my blackness. My blackness is who I am, who who I appear to be. My hair, my lips, my nose, yeah. all of that. And you should love every part of it. Yeah. Because if you if 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 people talking to you, if your own people talking to you about skin tones and stuff like that, that's just self hatred. Oh yeah, yo, I yo, when people tell me, oh Julia, you should straighten your hair. You should. I'll be like, you straighten your hair. Keep letting that shit yeah. fall out. I'm uh, I'm accepting my my natural beauty. I'm accepting and loving no it. I'm learning doubt. how to deal with it and maintain it. It's it's all about being patient. If you don't have <laughs> patience in life, how do you expect things to go smoothly for you? When you ex- rushing through stuff and rushing for this and rushing for that, it's like it's never gonna happen. Yeah, but because I, I don't I'm... get why black people do that, degrade one another, and do that to one one another. When we're all in the same boat, we all struggling together. It's, we're not better than each other. We're all in the same situation. You know, we're all in this together. And I don't know why it's... And all I can say is it's because of, you know, the white man making it seem as if... make Putting in our ears that we need to go against each other because if we don't, we won't ever be anything. Yeah. You know, I, they making it seem like our competition is within our community when our competition is really with the white man. Yeah, but what what the thing is is... You're conditioned a certain way to think. We are conditioned a certain way to think. And um, if you don't have unity within your own people, that means I'm always going to profit off your separation. 
So if I'm sitting at the top and I it appears to you that Louis, Gucci, all these high-end fashion places are owned by a hundred different people, it appears to you that way. Now you are in a lower level where there's separation at. You gonna get a Gucci belt because your cousin got a Louis belt. And this one got this and this one got that. So now these people are making money and it's not that many people. You look you're thinking it in your head, but you don't realize you're supporting certain families that is profiting big time off this. Yeah. And it's the same way if a black family start a belt company called Dizzle or whatever you want to call the belt company. That's the same system that they got going. But the difference is we won't support it. Yeah, and that's the sad part. And it's crazy. Why Why are people so oh, so thrilled about Italian, so thrilled about German, so thrilled about that shit, but yet won't support black folks? And then have the nerve to say, oh, black people always hijacking prices when they selling stuff. But yet you still go a, $6, a $600 bill, a $600 purse. Like you, you three nine hundred dollars shoes. Yeah, you spend. You would rather spend that on a white person's making, but yet you don't want to spend something on something that's natural, organic, or whatever it is that a black folk, a black person is. Because they always tell you that when you run in a business or you're making your prices, you should know your value. But I think the consumer should know their value as well. Yeah, and that means not only a financial value. That means a value as in know who you supporting, know what you're doing, yeah. know where you're spending your money, what causes your money go to. Yeah. Know your value. Yeah. The consumer should know their value. Yeah. But in business, they always teach you to know your value as an owner, and so you, you got to get your money's worth. Yeah, if a black man, if he open up a store and he's selling something and his price is a little high, only thing that means people is that he don't have a factory full of shit. Yeah. He started off from the beginning. He, he don't have an inventory that could support the lower prices. Yeah. So you have to support him till he gets to that point. Yeah. And if he fails before he gets to that point, it ain't your fault. You try to support him. But if he makes it, now what you were paying high price for now is like, wow. Mr. Johnson prices done got nice. That's because yeah. Mr. Johnson built an inventory that he could handle the the major market that's going on around them. Yeah. Because these people have inventory. You talking about new new this when when you start a business in your family, a lot of black people, sometimes, yo, that's first generation. Yeah. So that you gotta is. realize yeah. that's first generation business owners. So yeah. you gotta realize how new that dollar is. Like there's gonna be issues, there's gonna be problems, there's gonna it's gonna take a lot of support for family. It's gonna and take a lot you know why it's gonna take a lot and a lot of support? Because why? Slavery and segregation was just not that long ago. Yeah, so it's new generation. And, and, and just when just because it ended and it stopped, you know, it took a good couple of years for it to settle in with other people it took a good years to for it to settle with everyone we really didn't have our freedom when we did have our freedom you know what i mean yeah we did we really wasn't segregated when we were separated 
We weren't, I'm sorry, we weren't united when we were segregated because we were still segregated and still trying to fight, trying to get along with one another. So it, it does, that that does toll with us why it takes some time. People have to understand black people are going to always struggle in this world and this society because it's still built for the white man. And we're still trying to own our own. We're still trying to have our own. And it's hard because they uh, they took in a lot of things from they take a lot of things from us. So it's hard to rebuild that. Not like like you said, it's hard for people to understand that they have to come. They have to get their money some way somehow. Yeah. Eventually, change prices will change. That's like one yeah. of um this guy I follow on Instagram. He has some really good natural hair products that I really want to get into. But right now it's 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 expensive for me. Mm-hmm. But when he first was selling it, he was selling that shit for six hundred G's. Wow. And he kept saying, like, well, not $600, $600. But, like, he was selling it for $600 because he was he just kept saying, I know it's expensive, but, you know, like, it's worth it. You know, I'm doing a lot of my research. I know I take my time and what I do on my products. And then, you know, eventually, now he got it down to, I think, 200 Yeah. And that's reasonable for, you know, that's, that's reasonable for bu- all of the, you know what I mean? That's because he's billing inventory. He's billing in that inventory. And sure enough, it's going. It has gone down. Is he's made it affordable for his people? You know, it was expensive at first, but you know now he's got his business rolling. It's successful. He got a chance to you know control how much he can spend, how much he can put out. But like that, there ain't no black sub shops <laughs> around here. Yeah, the, no black liquor stores. Everything's Italian. No black. No, but back in the day when I was up in Boston area. Black people owned a lot of stuff. I remember being a young boy before I went down south. There was black got people that owned gas stations, corner stores, a lot of stuff. Then they start they start breaking it down, and you had people from India and the Dominicans own the liquor stores and mm-hmm. own the barber shops. And, yeah, but. Because like you said, like the black people owned it. The black people that did own the most of the stuff that were here were Caribbean people. You know what I think we did? And I'm starting to think right now, and this is just a thought. I'm going to come out with it, though. They, I think we just moved our process too fast. And what I mean by that, mm-hmm. we didn't own the barbershops long enough. We didn't own the gas stations long enough. We just trying to go to the top as quick as we can. Yeah, just yeah. But, but the other cultures are willing to put in the time, mm-hmm. put in the hustle, put in the work hours, and keep and, building and just and keep expanding building and, and expanding. expanding. Yeah, and and it's like we don't go through. That's what we feel like. If we have one thing running, that's it. You yeah, know, that's you have the, to trust the process. Yeah, you have to trust the process. Like we, I think like. We we're not owning stuff long enough. If we do, like like I said, we should still be owning most of the barber shops in the black neighborhood. Yeah. We should be owning most of the liquor stores in the black neighborhood. Yeah. So it's like we're not owning stuff long enough, and we're not we're not putting in the hustle. We're not putting in what we've got to do. Yeah, I feel like people are money hungry too quick. Yeah, we're trying to get to the top too fast, yeah. and then we're not putting values into our kids. Like, yeah. for instance, like you have a construction worker or electrician or something, he he's worked all his life, but he's too busy trying to send his kids to college and get some education to go work for somebody else, yeah. where. 
They should be going to school or or taking up the trade or go take up business or accounting to keep the business going. Because you see it in a lot of black communities. When a black man done worked all his life, he's too tired. He's like, I got to sell the business. I ain't got nobody to help me. Yeah. How many sons you got? I got four sons. But you know, one's this and one's that and one's this. And why ain't they all yeah. amassed at what you did? Yeah. Not installing that. Because it's called generation wealth, man. Yeah. That's what we got to we gotta start thinking about. Like, That's why I like listening to Dane Dash because he might come off a little harsh, but he talks the truth. Yeah. You can't go to your job and ask for money for your kid or put your kid on to this job because somebody else owned the building. Yeah. Somebody else owned that shit. But if you could create something, you have everything for your kids. Yeah. And you know what, too? All Growing up, I don't, well, you different from me, but we're a different generation. But growing up, a lot of people has told me, like, you know, you need to, uh, you need to go do this. You need to work. You need to have a good job. You need to be working for a good company. Yeah. But honestly, I said to, I remember saying this to my mom when I was like 13. I said, Mom, I want to own my own law firm. Yep. And she was like, what? Like, she was surprised because she's never, you know, she's never seen anything or never heard someone would say something like that. Yep. And she said to me, like, really? Like, your own? Like, you? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I can do it because, like, there aren't a lot of black-owned law firms in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. There are none, actually. And, you know, it's like... You working for these white folks, and they don't even want you working for them. So why work with someone who don't want you to work for them? Why I can just build my own to have people work with me that are just like me, you know, yeah. where I don't have that discrimination, where I don't feel like I'm an outcast. And that's what I be trying to because tell my again, friends. Because if you want to change it, you got to actually step out there and make it because work. Because what change. it do, people look at the, the, the process is too much because... When you going up against twenty to one hundred and thirty five years of ownership, and you just starting out, and you like, damn, how do I compete with these people? But like I said, you gotta trust the process, and you gotta yeah. keep pushing. And then one day your company will be a hundred years old. You might not be here to see it, but it's still thriving. It's yeah. still doing what it's gotta do. Yeah. But we don't we don't look at the generation wealth, man, and that's the key thing because. We all trying to pull just for self, and that ain't going to get it, bro. That's not going to get it. You can't pull for self. You can't hustle for self. Yeah. It has to be a reason. It has to be a community of people that you're doing it for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's real true. And, I, and, and you know, that's the problem with, you know, people nowadays. They have a hard time with being patient. You know, we're gods. In order for things to happen for us, we also have to be patient with our own selves, with our powers, for our powers to work. Mm -hmm. If we don't have patience for ourselves, nothing will ever run the way that it's supposed to because we're so busy rushing. We're so busy trying to push something that's not supposed to be pushed so hard. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's real facts. It's almost time it's almost 60 minutes but all right all right you know i feel like this was a really great conversation just to be woke among yourself among your community try to support your black people the best way that you can it does take some time just say that at least you said that you did support them and you tried to support them
but don't sit here degrades a black person, another black person, when you are black yourself and struggling just like them, but just struggling in a different way. You know, we're all in the same boat. We're not competing with each other. We're competing with the world. As a community, we need to stick together, but we need to compete with the world. And that's all I have to say. One love. Uncle, you can say one more last thing. This is Keeping It Real with Miss Breaker and Fella Boy. Yeah, um, I like to come back anytime you could have me. I enjoyed the conversation.